0: Five years are very near since AC Milan were la- last in Ireland, and as hard to believe the Milanese are in Dublin on Thursday. Season 4, episode 20 of LOI Weekly is going to be mainly dedicated to Shamrock Rovers versus AC Milan in the Europa League and I headed along to Tala today, Tuesday to get the words of Stephen Bradley Grainberg, and Jack Byrne Dan meanwhile was at the Dundalk Shelburne game uh, at the weekend after which he spoke to Filippo Giovagnoli and of course it's a big week for Dundalk as well on their travels uh, off to Andorra as they made to get their season back on track in the Europa League but mainly not surprisingly we are going to talk Milan here, we're going to also listen to Mark Doyle, an old buddy of mine from uh, Satanta back in the days when Satanta was Satanta before it came air became air, and he's now uh, living in Italy actually for some time. He's he's working for Goal Italia, so he's got a good uh, angle into what's going on in Italian football. Thanks to our sponsors Lotto Land uh, backing up this show. You'll find all their bets, uh, special bets and odds for the rest of the Premier League season. Uh, LottoLand. forward slash sportsbook. Make sure you stay tuned as well. We're going to give out some specials for the LOI during the show. And we're on podcast for Public Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes on Twitter. You'll find us at LOI Weekly in Association with AirSports and Independent.ie. First of all, hello to Dan, who is down in the southwest of the country on a staycation of sorts. Dan, you're you're calling in from Ken Mayer, I believe.
1: Yeah, it's almost like an element of role reversal this week, Johnny, whereas like normally, like I'm at the press conferences doing the like the journalism, asking questions of people, and you're sort of like, you know sort of prancing around the country posting photos of beaches. And we managed to sort of mix it up this time mm. around. So you're actually at at the gig today talking to the people involved and stuff. And I've just been uh, yeah, I've a, yeah done the carry for the last couple of days. It's a part of the world you know a lot better than I do. Whether the um, you're getting for September it, is off the charts. Well it hasn't actually been as good here as I don't think it has been in Dublin, but still like not bad. And um yeah like another part of the world I said I know hugely well but um, you see everything through football eyes sometimes. Mm. Uh, I know there will be like a Gary O'Neill involvement in, in the game on Thursday. But like, you know, Kerry is obviously so strong. Like, you know, sort of you can see how the parish system of like GAA sort of, you know, works so well. And I, I know there was a bit of chat even involving. I, I didn't get around to asking John Caulfield about it, but there was definitely some chat. Um, over the summer that right. maybe like a, a team in Kerry and, and coffee have been involved and I know there's obviously still a very strong junior football scene in Kerry and truly and um but I was just actually having this chat with someone else there about like you know where if you had a team in Kerry like where would you base it how would you get identities you know an identity for it? would you nearly have to move the games from one place to the other because the distances in some respects are quite big even or just, you know, between various parts of the county. So, uh anyway, it's a slight aside but uh, I'm some, a small bit removed from it but I, I know you are, uh, I will be back for the game on Thursday though Um and it is like a, a proper a proper occasion to savour. I mean, it's it's, well, I say that, I say that but then I'm also conscious and we have to be conscious of it as well as like two of the very, very lucky people who actually have accreditation. And we can go and we can be there, uh, you know, experiencing a game that like, you know, uh, people who pay their money every week to follow rovers up and down the country won't be able to experience. So we sort of have to be careful of the smug factor yeah. on that because it's definitely a, it's, it's a massive thing for people to be missing out on. That's yeah,
0: I, mean. I, I was I was thinking that, Steve. Could give up if I could give up my accreditation to Shamrock Rovers fan. I'd absolutely do it in a heartbeat. It's not. It's not the end of the world for someone like me to to miss a Shamrock Rovers Milan game. At the same time, when I was there today, in the most gorgeous autumnal weather, Tala looking extremely well. Greenberg really, uh, really intrigued by the fact that they changed the. Uh, advertising so that they have the sliding advertisements around the the pitch the pitch just looked absolutely amazing and i did feel privileged that i was going to be there on thursday and it was strange for me being there i have to say i was thinking of exactly what you spoke about there i rarely if ever go to these things anymore um I cycled there and uh, I was in an absolute lather of sweat when I got there. It was so hot. So I had to just lie on the grass outside for about 20 minutes, (laughs) during which time Stephen Bradley uh, spotted me and he said, was that you who cycled in? And he, he admitted that he's gotten big into cycling. Uh, so we were ah. that just before he came on. Myself and Glenn Cronin, apparently uh, they go out and cycle together and all that. But I, I was, I looked like a bit of a disgrace. I remember uh, commenting on the fact that you looked a bit flushed after the football last week. Well, I I, I was just lucky this wasn't a video because I, I looked, I was lathered in sweat. It was very, very warm. But boy, would it get you in the mood for the game on Thursday. And uh, I'm really looking forward to now, I have to say.
1: Yeah, no, it is. like It is, I mean sometimes like I suppose on the League of Ireland beat, like it's very much we're, we're in our own world and we obviously love it, but we also want to, you know, you, you want to be around these events that sort of have a, have a mass interest. And there is no doubt that on Thursday, um, you know, this can be televised and, and the, the caliber of who's involved, it, it will be like an event that people will talk about. And particularly like if they do well, it'll just take off and become a discussion um, around it, and, and I can I can understand why for all the the Rovers players, no matter how sort of professional they are, and they're all, you know, they they they, they in many respects, like that's probably a, quite a streetwise team who've who've seen a lot of things, you know, and 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 I don't think they'd be prone to sort of getting overexcited by things. But at the same time, I know there's probably still a natural element there of you know when they sit down to do their preparation or any preparation they've done this week or. You know, shape or, or whatever it is that they've done. You know that they're they're sort of hypothesising about how you deal with Zlatan and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's obviously, you know, that's obviously a, a massive thrill for them. And and um, uh, you know, we, we I, I I still have a feeling that I actually have this feeling that they they will equip themselves quite well. It's just the definition of what well actually yeah. is is one that we can debate. But it, it's funny, my colleague in the end, David Kelly was looking back on the history of Irish teams with Irish games um, you know Irish fixtures against Italian clubs and look there hasn't been many I think it's just half a dozen ties um, you know the last one again very familiar to a lot of people around this one you know in the sense of the Juve the game but then you have to sort of head back into history and um, you know that the, the number of times when, when Trapp was here we spoke about Milan and Going to Athlone and you know the, the 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 wading through the craft sort of getting off the bus and, and uh, you know, the, Trappy used to tell this story about um how we got a boat to the game, which didn't really make much sense given Athlone is you know in the Midlands and um, so obviously I mean there could have been I don't know that they get a boat ride at some stage on the, cruise, on the trip But it? I know I was, down the Shannon cruise I'm I'm not sure if that was their mode of transport you mm. know in which case you know the, the the locals really pulled it off in terms of selling them. Uh, a pup but uh, i suppose these are the events that uh, while you won't while you won't have the crowd there maybe the surreal backdrop of the crowd not being there becomes the photo this time yeah. that people are looking back on in in, in, in 20 years time um, or you know if 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 some people do decide to to pull vault up a wall uh, like they did the last time you know that that becomes the iconic photograph of of this trip as opposed to, you know, what, what you would like it to be. Mm. Um, and we should see. But I think for Rovers as well, I mean, you know, they're probably coming into it in a good place. Probably, I think, anyway, having one in Cork, Bowe's dropping points at the weekend. Um, that, you know, it's not like they've they've dropped points in the league last week and they've got sort of, they're, they're under pressure at home. I mean, they still are under massive pressure to finish the job, but they have that little bit of, I can understand why they might be in that bit of headspace where it's not like, you know, that must've been a great buzz for them to, to really get that court game out of the way, win. Well, they have a nice little gap there and they can actually really savor this week rather than even have the stress about like even the water game hanging off the back of it, because there's a lot riding on winning the league for that club. And I, this year you know there's no dispute in that we've touched on it in previous weeks that is the number one priority but I think the fact that that they've got it they're in you know they're in a reasonably good spot means that they can probably enjoy this a bit too And I think that that's that's actually probably a healthy thing in terms of their prospects as well
0: yeah it was encouraging also I think that there was a general team of um whilst respecting the fact that they're hugely up against it against a team of Milan's calibre um, even if Milan aren't what they were and Italian football isn't what it was and we can debate that later on or whatever but uh, there was no real feeling of Rovers going out there to make up the numbers or to be inferior and uh, that was something that I, I spoke to Stephen Bradley about earlier today
2: We're two days away Stephen, what's the what's the vibe AC Milan? It's kind of hard to get your head around it in a way isn't it? Uh,
3: yeah look everyone's excited, it's a great game Uh they're football royalty, aren't they? And we're welcome to Talla. It's fantastic. The only down is we won't have our fans in to see it. Um, but other than that, it's a fantastic uh, game to afford. I suppose the
2: fans aren't here, but the TV audience is going to be huge and it's going to be so much in terms of people's interest in Ireland and abroad watching this.
3: Yeah, exactly. I think when AC Milan uh, come to town, there's always going to be massive interest with what they bring, their history and, and the players they have. Uh, but, like I said, it's just a shame that we, we can't get our fans in. They're the ones that show up every week, travel them down the country, and pay the hard earned money to watch it. And, and uh, it's for nights like Thursday night uh, that they get the reward, but unfortunately, um, they can't watch it. How much are you enjoying the matches in Europe as a manager? I love them because it's a total different aspect. Obviously, when week to week, we. You have a fair idea of what you're coming up against. It doesn't change too much. Uh, but Europe's a totally different uh, set-up, different systems. Tactically, it's totally different. Um, it's fresh. It's faster. Um, so you have to be really on your game. And uh, it's a great challenge for us as staff and as players. And
2: what do you know about the Milan manager?
3: Uh, we've done, obviously, our research. And, and uh, we know that um, since since they've, uh, the players really like him. We've, we've seen a lot of the stuff. I know there was a bit of trouble at the start of the season, but a lot of the players came out in support of him and, and publicly supported him. So he's obviously really good at what he does and, and uh, they're very fond of him. So, um, look, you don't manage AC Milan being, being a bad manager. Um, he's obviously a very, very good manager and uh, it's going to be great to pit our wits against him. Do you think you have a chance? Yeah, I think we have a chance in any game we play. I think we have players on the team that can score goals from nothing and with that you always have a chance in the game it's going to be extremely difficult we know that Uh, they're a good side but I genuinely believe that uh, we've got the players to cause any team's problems
2: Are you playing well uh, going into the game do you think? Big Cork obviously the weekend
3: Yeah I think we are I think uh, aside from the Cork result I think we've been playing well Um, we maybe haven't didn't take our chances in the weeks before that that put the gloss in it but I think some of them performances have been excellent Uh, Pat's away uh, was really dominant um, Shells here was really dominant so uh, I think the performances have been good um, but like I said this is, a, this is a totally different level totally different uh, team we're up against world class players so uh, we know there's going to be long periods in the game where we mightn't have the ball but we've got to stay switched on make sure we're tactically right and uh, when we get the ball trust what we do and go and hold them Did you put together a team that could compete in games like this? Yeah I believe we, we have a team that is suited to Europe I think uh, tactically the players are clever and um, the football IQ is good but technically they're really, really brave and, and comfortable on the ball and I think that's really important when you step up that you have to be able to make a few passes to, to, to kill the press and, and I think we've got we've got the team and the players to do that like I said, I, I genuinely believe this team can, can cause any team problems going forward
2: how are, how are you set up for playing against a team that you expect obviously we'll have a lot of the ball because Rovers normally have most of the ball week in, week out
3: yeah we just have to respect that and make sure tactically we're right we've worked on it this morning we'll work on it again tomorrow morning uh, and we give them the respect they deserve uh, for such a good team but like I said uh, we'll set up and make sure that we, we, uh, we're we right defensively but we've also got to make sure that we're right offensively because I, I believe we can cause them problems
2: Are they a good bunch in terms of keeping the lid on kind of the hype that this game is inevitably going to generate?
3: They're excellent I think people have been outside of our group have been making a big thing of this game for weeks but uh, genuinely, the group haven't wavered haven't at all, you know, they've they've um, they've been just concentrating on the next game. And, and to be fair, that comes from the dressing room, that comes from from your captains and, and our leadership group. That comes from them, and, and uh, they've been great at just concentrating on the next game. Now this game is here, it's obviously full focus on this, and, and we can go and enjoy it. But uh, it's been it's been really easy to keep the focus away from this game.
2: You're buzzing for
3: it. Yeah, the Can't wait. This is what you want. You want to challenge yourself against the best and they don't come much bigger than, than AC Milan.
0: This episode of LOI Weekly is brought to you by Lotto Land, where you'll find all the odds and weekly special bets for the SSE or Tricity Premier Division, European Qualifiers and English Premier League. Don't forget to use Lotto Land's ACA Boost, where you get any five-plus uh, fold accumulator winning, winnings boosted by 10%, up to five grand.
1: Visit lottoland.com forward slash accumulator boost. Yeah, the, the one thing that struck me listening to that, Johnny, was I mean, even just your your question to him towards the end about just how is he looking forward to it, and I, I just no doubt that, like the, the for the coaches here, there's obviously a, a great sort of thrill in just preparing for something different. You know? like you know week in week out now. Um, I guess the Rovers lads to some degree, they have an element of what's coming every week, you know. They know they know the strengths and the op- you know, the weaknesses of the opposition. Rovers have even had to face this new challenge in recent weeks. You know, teams are sort of sitting in against them completely. And I just imagine I and mean, I think anyone in any walk of life, like, you know, sometimes, you know, the the change can be very refreshing. And I'm sure even just, you know, the the actual getting into the clips of Milan and and looking at them playing and trying to find weaknesses or whatever look I mean there's possibly a surreal aspect to some of it but I I think you know it must be something where as well like I mean it, it puts management in the in I guess in the shop window too you know that if if they do do something you know noteworthy there will be massive you know attention of well hang on who's this young manager that's masterminded this you know and, and these are big games for players you know they're big game for, for other people as well too like there's a lot of there's, a, I'm sure there's a lot of people like Stephen Bradley was a you know a wonder kid at Arsenal in his teens you know then sort of you know he he, he worked the circuit a bit you know he was up in Scotland or whatever before coming home I'm sure there's a lot of ex-teammates and, and people of his who I'm sure they know what he's doing You know, but some maybe, maybe wouldn't necessarily know you know and even Stephen McPhail and 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 various people around the place that it's it's the type of game where I think people in the UK or whatever will just tune into it and go, "Oh, that's where he is," you know. And that that you kind of can't underestimate. Like you know, the, the, there's a big buzz for them as well too. And, and no more so as well than the two players. You you're, you know you also spoke there with Graham Burke and, and Jack that you know they, they've had have a certain profile. They've played for Ireland, um, but people don't know that they they only maybe they don't get a handle on 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 what they're doing really on a weekly basis unless they do something in Europe and this is you know for them I suppose it's a massive opportunity as well
0: yeah a bit of a contrast as well I suppose in terms of uh, the coaches that you know Bradley's a relatively young uh, coach I think he's 35 he was telling me and uh, Pioli who's the manager of Milan is 54 he's one of the more more kind of senior managers in the game and uh, we'll speak about him later but I did speak to Graham Burke and I found this quite interesting because he was trying to explain essentially his revolving role in a team that also involves Jack Byrne and that was probably the centrepiece of the chat that we had here which was brief but I thought a little
2: bit illuminating Steve Bradley's just talking about you there he was saying when he he signed you there's no point playing you in a position that doesn't suit you Um, and just thinking of your time at Preston and all that are you in in a football club now that kind of is more tailored to your talents? Yeah, uh, I think in the
4: way that I like to, to play, you know, in that sort of way. I think the way we play free flowing football and expansive, you know, obviously here the last time I played is in number ten. But obviously that's Jack's uh, position, you know. So for me then it was how can I fit into the team where it doesn't take away from what I do. I don't I don't think I play the same sort of way that I did I did before because it's a different, different sort of freedom. You have uh, different sort of position. You don't have the freedom that you wear uh, sort to of do. So, for me, it's more concentrated on trying to trying to score goals, trying to be in the box. Not being as as deep. Where maybe when I first played it, I was coming a little bit bit deep into maybe check spaces and all that. So, for me, it was kind of just getting the hang of it. But I think I I have the hang of it now and staying close to green and running behind, getting it, giving it, and getting myself into the box and trying to get chances. I've I've had a lot of a lot of chances since I've come back in the lockdown and I've only scored one here in Europe but I think I should have a lot a lot more because I started the season brilliantly but I got a little little calf injury that kept me out and then obviously lockdown comes and you have the whole weight of lockdown and then I injured my ankle against that long. I didn't, wasn't too sure if I was going to get the, the restart, so I missed a lot of minutes in Finn Harps and Derry, and then I got back again to, uh patching over in them games. I've had, I've had a lot of chances, which for me is disappointing because even though I
2: class myself as a number 10, I'm, I'm driven on scoring goals. Yeah, a few of us tipped you to be top scorer at start season, you got five goals against Cork, and yeah. we were already collecting our money, and uh, you haven't scored since. <laughs> no, that's 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 the disappointing thing, you know. You think it's a footballer, did I
4: waste them all just in in one game, you know? But very unlucky against Cork with that shot, obviously, at the weekend. Yeah, I hit the post against Cork boys. I had like chances against shells and and pats, you know. Not not clear cut chances, but chances you still like to think that you. You can finish but obviously I know that is in I've scored a five and you know I think I might they might have dried dried up from then like but listen I I take that every night of the week to score five in one game and to to hold that on a personal level to say that you've you've done that but yeah listen, it's a bit disappointing that I've hadn't I haven't scored goals but I'm happy with where my games that kind of is in all round. Yeah, on that how are you how do you think you're playing individually this season? I think I think I've been uh, fine. Obviously, I think people judge me more more on goals. And when you score goals, you m- you might not play well in a game and score a goal, and people think oh, oh mm-hmm. think, think scored you know a grand scored or or whatever. But you know, or you might play well in a game, four or five games and not score, and then people look at it and say well, obviously he tipped him or whatever to be top goal scorer or whatever, and he hasn't or whatever. You know, and people think oh, he's not he's not playing as well because he's not. He's not scoring, them, but it's all around things. A footballer, like you know, you have good games and you mm. you you you'll have uh, you'll have bad games. But is in overall, I'm quite happy. It's just the goals. I haven't scored as many goals as I would have uh, would have liked. Can you cause my land problems? Finally, <laughs> listen, <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a hard, very very hard task. But listen, you must be buzzing for it. Like. Yeah, of course. Is in a personal. Is in the whole group. Like the games that you want to be playing in, and you know, and if you can get excited for games like that, there's there's something wrong being a footballer. So, isn't listen the surface, the new boards that they have around mm. the place looks the place looks brilliant, and you know it's just a shame that none of uh, the fans can be
0: here uh, to
2: witness and cheer as
0: on. Yeah, so it was from one playmaker straight into another here in the shape of Jack Byrne.
2: Yep. Now joined by the great Jack Byrne. What's the story, Jack?
5: All right, Johnny Boy. Yeah
2: thanks for coming over I was just uh, talking to the, the the
5: best player Rovers have and now it's time for you because it's from <laughs> Berkey to you he's some talent isn't he yeah Berkey's top player um, he's been brilliant for us since he came back I think he's took us on to another level um, that, really yeah yeah up that end of the pitch um, yeah he's a top player and he's a great bloke as well I think his goal in Europe here just shows the quality that he has and obviously, getting five in one game against Cork. I think he's still the top goalscorer in the Blading League. From
2: Yeah, we were giving out to him there, though, because we are tipping him to be top scorer. He got five
5: and he yeah. hadn't scored since. Yeah, no, yeah. I think he got called free ever since he got five <laughs> in one game, but we forgiven for that one. some ways, he doesn't get the kind of coverage you do, but, like, he's obviously a sensational talent. No, I think he does. He, listen, he's the one that got the, the 400000 quid mm-hmm. move to Preston League, like, you know what I mean? So, I don't think there's anyone that, you know, doesn't think that... Graham Bork is a top player in this league. I think everybody thinks he is. I speak to anybody, you know, on the other teams, and and, uh, and they always they always think Bork is you know massive threat, and he is. He's a top player. He's, he's obviously got his move. He's, he feels more comfortable back here. He's come back here to play for hours. Nothing wrong with that either. And uh, you know, I'm sure he could kick on again and, and be up and around international squads for sure.
2: He was talking about fitting into the team with you, and he sees himself as a 10 and you're there. How long has it taken for that to kind of gel or work?
5: Yeah, well, I, I just think we play two 10s, really. You know, mm. man? I mean, think, I think we just try and get on the ball. And, you know, uh, you know we see the cup final, I think it's probably our best performance the two of us together. And we were working hard for the team, and, and uh, I think we controlled that game from start to finish. And, um, you know, a lot of our pressing and our good play came from from me and pressing up, up high the pitch and winning the ball back. So, um, you know, we think, uh, I think we could certainly fit in a team together. I don't think that's a problem. You know, man. I think if he, if he wants to go deeper we go higher. If he wants to go, if he wants to stay high, we just travel a little bit deeper. So, it's uh, some games are different. Every game's different. You know, you know what it's like. You, you've got to just try and figure it out on the pitch. But. Oh, he's certainly a, a top player, and he can, he, he could can probably play most positions on the pitch. Mm. Do you, how do you find matches
2: like Thursday yourself? Because you're taking on a totally, totally different level. You played obviously in the Netherlands
5: at a similar level, but how does this appeal to you? Yeah, you're obviously excited. Like you know, you want to see how we do against the top team, and you know we obviously feel as if we're doing really well this year and we're playing well, and this is what we've been working for for a while. So you know, um, this is something that we. Uh, you know we we're looking forward. We want to test ourselves against the best teams, and it's not often that AC Milan come to come to Ireland and play against Norwich. So it's so um, I know you see it in competitive uh, in preseason friendlies, um, you know Chelsea and the likes of that mm. coming over and playing balls, but it's not the same. It's completely different. Um, so um, look, we're looking forward to seeing how we get on, and uh, no doubt that will be a good occasion. Do you feel pressure on your own shoulders in a match like this? No oh, pressure is for Brass straps and thurs. Mm, you know brass I mean? straps. Yeah, brass like straps that, and yeah. thurs. <laughs> so uh, and
2: there'll like, be a lot of spotlight on you, I suppose, and your brass strap.
5: Yeah, listen, it's just one of those things. I'm not gonna, I'm not putting myself on that pressure to go out there, Johnny, and think that I need to go and score a hat trick against AC Milan for people to talk about when you, you know, it's 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 not realistic. You can't do that every week. You know, I mean, the best players in the world don't do that every week. So for me to to um, you know just keep doing what I'm doing and just. And plug away at it and just keep going and consistently play well is uh, it's the most important thing. We can't be thinking, oh, well, you know, we can go out and have a good game against AC Milan and then not play well against Waterford on Monday mm-hmm. night. It's not like that. So, um, you know, we, obviously it, w- it would be great for myself and, and, and for my own confidence and going forward if we could have a good game. But, you know, you don't know, you could go out and not touch the ball for 90 minutes, or you could go out and have the ball for the whole 90 I minutes, mean, just I don't know where football's going to go. So, um, look, I'll be prepared and I'll, I'll prepare my best to try and go out and, and play well and, and do well. But, you know, I'll just try and do what the, what, what the game demands of me when it comes.
2: Well, on that, you're going to have to do a lot of work off the ball here, like, and so will Graham Burke and so will everyone, because a lot of the time you're not going to have the ball.
5: Well, yeah, I think we do, I don't, I don't think that's a problem really mm. with us. I think we all work hard, you know, I mean, I think we're a hard working team. You are saying down on Cork on Saturday, we, we pressed really well. We probably, you know, got our second goal from, from pressing. So, um, now we can certainly mix it. I think against Bowers here we showed a different side of our game where we set back and we, we let we soaked up the pressure and we and we worked hard in our shape to uh get a big win for the club. So um look it's not all about, you know, having the ball and and, and uh you know controlling the game. Sometimes you're gonna be up against it and we may well be on uh, on tours we might, might be up against it, but we'll certainly have the ball for patches of the game, so we need to be ready when 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 them times in the game come. How's your back? Yeah, it's all right, yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, you've, you've, this season's been probably not quite at your best because you, you seem to be holding your back at times and Brad's are obviously referencing.
5: No, look, I'm, I think I'm playing well. I think I'm working hard for the team. Um, no, it's different playing with no fans. And, you know, you have to, Do you feel that, yeah? Yeah, I think I started the season. That, look, if, if you say to me, I've probably had seven good games of uh, many of we play at 12. I'd mm. that. Do you know what I mean? Over the course of a season, if you play 36 games and you have... 25 good ones and six average ones and five bad ones, you take that, so, mm. you know, I don't, don't mind that. It's, it's different for everybody, I think, playing with no fans and some of the games where we, we, we might have played, and, you know, nil all games where we might not have been at our best. Um, maybe not like the 3-2 games we played against Dundalk or the slow games or the 5-0 against Cork. Sometimes you just have, you know, bad weeks and you just don't, uh, it's, it's just not clicking or it's not flowing as you know, you're trying to force the issue. But um, I'm happy with how I'm playing and I'm happy with how I'm going and I know if we if we keep performing like this, uh, you know, if I keep doing well, keep working hard for the team. I, I know if you know there, there can be times in games where I'm unplayable and there's times and seasons where it can be unplayable. I believe in myself where I know that. So we know when it clicks and if it does click once I'm working hard for the team, doing my job for the manager, when it clicks for me individually, you know, I think I just kick on again and it just happens.
2: I'm not not trying to put down England, but like you're not going to get the chance to play AC Milan when you're when you're at the likes of Oldham or that, and that's one of the things about being a League of Ireland club.
5: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, it's, it's obviously uh, an unbelievable occasion to to draw AC Milan in, in the Europa League, and look, I've obviously played in big games before, but you're right. Like when you're in the lower leagues over there, you don't get these occasions. But um, you know, uh, it's just something that I'm looking forward, to and something that I probably never thought would have happened. Like you know, while I've, since I've been at the club I never thought we would have drawn an AC Milan in the Europa League you can say yeah you think you might but you know you just you just don't think it's going to happen but look you have to take the AC Milan out and try and approach the game 11 by 11 and, and try and see where we can hurt them and uh, yeah but you, you don't really get these occasions when you are in the lower leagues over there
2: Can you hurt them? You mentioned like um, their weaknesses your set pieces have been massive in Europe obviously Pico Lopez scoring again yeah. the last day um, that, that's maybe some area that you, you're on a level playing field
5: I just think that we can, you know, we have to play to our strengths and play to our advantage and just try and, you know... No fear? No, just, yeah, obviously you're going to have a bit of fear, do you know what Mm. I mean? You you can't go out and no fear and be open and expansive and, you know, uh, all the time and leave yourself open to get hit by five or whatever, so you need to play the game properly. You need to, you know, you obviously need to have fear that when you lose the ball, you need to get back in your shape quick because they're top players and they can hurt you. Um, Even when you are in your shape, they can hurt you, so... Yeah, there is a, f- a bit of fear there, but there's a bit of fear when you play most teams that you need to you need to be on it, you know. Um, especially when your your eight points clear at the top of the table, you don't want to slip up once and mm. give somebody a sniff to get back at you because we've done that last year. Like so, we probably are going into most games, you know, with a bit of fear and thinking, let's just get this over the line. But it's obviously mm. different um, on Thursday because you're obviously playing against such a top ten.
2: Well, it's funny if they're doing opposition analysis, if they you mark down as somebody now that they have to keep an eye on.
5: Yeah, I think I think it'd be strange saying. Uh, they're saying I halves watching clips on green and running behind them behind other, but uh, look, it's funny, it's it's it's. Uh, You've done well against
2: good teams in Europe, though.
5: It's not not you shouldn't be underestimated. No, I, I, don't, I don't think so. I th- I think um, you know Limassol last year would have been you know playing in the Europa League all the time, and um, you know AC Milan, obviously a top side, but we have to go out and think that you know it's not just show up and roll over. You can, you can never think like that in any game, so. But strange, things have happened in football, and, and you see results pop up all the time where you never thought that would happen. So we just need to go out and be ready in case they do have an off night. Are you the type to sleep badly the night before
2: a game like this? So you'd be happy enough. I nah, would we'll sleep like a baby, Johnny. Yeah. Well, you're living with uh, you're living in a good place.
5: How's Jackie Byrne? That's the main uh, Jackie's alright. Yeah. She's uh, she's grand. I'm sick. She won't be hurt on it. Yeah, it is. A, it is. A, it is regrettable, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Look, like, you know, obviously you'd love to have family members here. I think that's the. Obviously the fans and stuff, but for personal, you know, um, personal self, family members, and you know, big games like this. Look, like, you know, for instance, my debut for for Ireland, like, big games, your you family there. It's a special moment that you can share with them. Obviously a massive game on Thursday night for the club, and you know, obviously coming off the pitch, you would uh, you would love your family there. But look, it's not to be, and uh, you know, hopefully we can. Uh, you know, get back to some sort of normality soon enough. I know. Are you pretty content in life now? You're at Rovers a while, is it say. Yeah, I'm happy out and you know, just, you know, continuing everyday life. I have a good family around me, good friends and, you know, uh, I just, just going in, playing my football, going home and, you know, I'm, I'm happy and, you know, hopefully I'll have a, a, a league title and, and, and a good cup run this year. But, um, you know, still a lot of work to be done, but that's the goal
2: where are you as a player in terms of your potential yourself because you haven't you haven't had an awful long run of actually playing football really yet
5: I think the break has kind of killed a, a lot of people's momentum and, and uh, maybe stopped mine for a few weeks but I feel a bit a bit better now I feel a bit fitter I feel a bit sharper you, you need the legs you need, you need the games in the legs you know four or five games then you start to see where you're at again do you know what I mean so I've had that now I've had a good base um, you know ready to kick on again and and uh, I feel as if I have an awful lot more to to give. I think I've I've shown that when I've played and, you know, people that will come and watch me play will have their own opinion on me. But, you know, uh, I think more people than not can say that, you know, uh, I I probably do have more potential and 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 it's not because I'm not working hard. I am working hard and I know that, you know, uh, when opportunities come to, you know, play at higher levels, I can definitely take them if they are there, but... You know whether that's in your order for the club or or, um, or, or whatever I know or or no, I'll definitely be ready to take them anyways Do you know many of the Milan players actually? I well, know Brahim Diaz I played with my Man City he's obviously on loan there from Real Madrid so I uh, know Brahim nice kid um, I'm looking good forward player. to seeing him yeah he's top player yeah, good player um, so I'm looking forward to seeing him and uh, seeing how he's getting on because it's been a few years now look.
2: Just finally doesn't seem to be any like inferiority complex over Rovers you're going to go out there and believe you can do something there
5: I think so, like, I think that's most games, you know what I mean? There's no point in going out there and thinking we're playing AC Milan, what's the point, and might as well not show up, do you know what I mean? So, um, it's just one of those things that you, you need to be confident, you need to believe in your own ability, and you need to try and uh, try and give a good account of ourselves with the club and, and, and just see where it takes us.
2: Weasel going to celebrate a goal on Thursday, maybe?
5: Ah, uh, Hopefully, Johnny, that's the dream, but Top, man. Thanks.
0: What did you make of that interview, Dan? He, he was definitely of... The, he was definitely keen to stress that his back was fine I mean that's something that has been mentioned for me he's looked like he's been carrying a bit of an injury there in some respects in some games maybe he's grand now but uh, it was actually it was pretty it was pretty cool to get an interview of that length with Jack because you know he's he's a pretty special talent he's actually quite an intriguing character as well in these interviews
1: Yeah look no, I, I know okay, he touched on, on a, at the end like you know his confidence about his ability to play in this type of game and um Again, like there is no doubt, what Jack is, you know, you know, coming up towards his mid twenties territory now, and like he he has lost, like, you know, with with the pandemic, like, certain players have lost, um, important times of their career, and I actually think he's someone who started off with like massive expectations from this year, and was in a great position, and we could see, even see it with the Rovers and Dock game, like he was flying that night, and he was superb, and remember before the game, it's almost like a different time now, talking about, you know, Friday night under the lights. That's when, you know, that's when I sort of come to life. And there's no doubt that he does. And I don't think, you know, there's a, there's a far, it's far removed, you know, Friday night under the lights, uh, you know, 7,000 people there and Jack rising above it to, to produce something to, I think, you know, close those, close doors football, you know, in a, in a five o'clock in the afternoon game, no crowd. And, you know, you, you hear... Like you hear things, you know it's a sort of a, an expressive character. If things aren't going well, or is there, you, you know, you, you just you just get the sense that I don't think he's necessarily been in like just peak uh, Jack form the last while. And I think I don't know. I'm projecting a small bit, but I wonder: is there is there a small bit of deflation that this was going to be such a huge year for him, and all of a sudden now it's a bit flat? Um, he didn't make the Ireland squad, but that's why I think this game is. Brilliant for him. I think it's an absolute incredible opportunity uh, that to make up some of the lost time that he's had in terms of even just people talking about him and being aware of him. Because I think he was set up to really have a brilliant uh, January to, or you know, February to July. I think there might have been something around his contract where, if there had been an approach in July, there would have been a clause there that you know would have would have triggered it if someone had met it. I'm not sure exactly where that stood, but there was certainly. you know, Shawnee McGuire left before in July after a similar sort of run. And I think Jack probably had the opportunity to go and do that. And Mm. he's lost that a bit. Um, But now you're playing Milan, you know, and it's the type of game I think Europe, I don't think he's really, maybe the last game against the Finnish team, maybe didn't see too much because of the stream issues, but I don't sense it was like a vintage display, but every other game in Europe last year, he played brilliantly. I think the type of game that it's going to be, um, uh, I think it gives him a real opportunity to to just remind people where he is, you know, and and what he can do. So uh, it might just galvanise him. Mean, yeah, of course, there's going to be a bit of spark even there where he's, you know, you know, well, have you been? Has there been anything wrong with you? And he, he, he's a small bit defensive about explaining where he's been. And that's, of course, like it's a big time in his career. Let's be honest. Like he'll know that. Yeah. You know, he doesn't need to be told that. And. Um, you know, if it, it, there's every chance come the end of the year, there's going to be a decision to be made about where he goes and what he does. And I can be, you can be pretty sure that any club that's thinking about him, they're going to look at the list of available games on Y Scout or whatever. Uh, they'll be looking at Rovers Milan first and foremost to see how he got on. So it's a big one for him. Yeah,
0: you know, Aaron Green. When you look at the goal he got in Cyprus last year, uh, and the work rate he puts in in Europe, he is big, but you'd imagine with Rovers, like Rovers are, they're a rare thing in, in, in being an Irish club that they have two players that really have massive, massive ability to do something out of the ordinary and the other one is Graham Burke and, you know, some of the goals he's gotten in Europe um, pretty spectacular and I just got the feeling, Dan, he's from the interview, he is going there absolutely full of confidence even if he hasn't scored in the league since that court came earlier in the season.
1: Yeah, like you know, the, and he touched on that he probably had a couple of injury issues coming out at a break and it wasn't ideal for him but the type of players they have and, it's 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 funny at times in league games where uh their you know their teams are sat in against them a bit again like sometimes it does look like they have a number 10 too many at times mm. uh, and even some of the positions they're taking up but but maybe you know in There's this case looking here, at
0: that as well Dan and I I've kind of been thinking of this as well Okay, it's not ideal having two players that are kind of alike, but they're very, very good at holding on to the ball and making runs and doing the actual thing that is good in football, namely passing the ball very well, looking for it, and doing a bit of, um, you know, having skills that other players don't have. So I guess there are negatives and positives in that regard.
1: Yeah, like but I think in this type of game, you know, they they both can drop deep and get involved. And at times, you know, in league games, you'd, you'd be thinking, oh, you know they they're, they're just they're going cooks. nowhere they're going nowhere here but actually in this type of game maybe where they might need to take this thing out of it at times um who knows you know they, they could actually be is it, because robbers are going to have to be really disciplined um you know in that midfield area as well is actually going to be a lot of responsibility i think even on Gary O'neill and McAniff, presume presuming they play um you know that 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 they're going to have to be mindful of, it. say, if Zlatan plays. You know, is he going to be drip, dropping deep? And there's a lot of a lot of questions are going to be asked of them that aren't normally asked of them. But the way that the this Rovers team plays, you think they will keep their composure. But you know what? As well too, and maybe we'll hear from your mate Mark Doyle to talk a bit more about Milan. But um, what we saw with Rovers against Bowes as well too is that the they weren't afraid to be a bit more direct at times as well too, and that's possibly no harm in this type of game at times. Uh, to, 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 to mix it up a bit as well and um, I'm pretty sure we'll see them do a bit of that Yeah, here
0: is Mark, a uh, former colleague of mine um, back in the day in Santa who's been living in, in Italy and um, is immersed in Italian football now to give the Italian viewpoint albeit with the Dublin accent which you'll find has shades of Steve McLaren thrown in a bit of his Dutch-English accent as it goes on but here's Mark anyway So it's got to be he's cool, he's sexy he's 38 years old How are you Doyler? <laughs>
6: How's it going? I'm not too bad. And, you feigned
0: uh, laughter there. I mean, we discussed this beforehand. I was gonna <laughs> do that, like so.
6: Yeah, well I, I didn't I didn't actually think you'd follow through with it. No. I wish they were all true, but
0: um Yeah, your deputy features editor at goal.com and just briefly because um obviously we don't have that long, but you you've been in Italy actually for quite some time now. We used to work together for Satanta, but you've basically you owe your career at the moment to Italian football, which isn't too bad
6: yeah pretty much uh, moved over here about ten years ago uh, trying to get into into football after yeah covering various sports at Setanta. and um, yeah thankfully it's worked out pretty well because I've been pretty pretty much covering football for 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 goal for the last yeah seven or eight years and right up to now when i'm, I'm uh, I've got an editorial role so I'm trying to push and and uh, promote Syria as much as possible because I actually do think it's on the way back a little bit.
0: Well, actually, on that, is so what's it felt like? Because you know, we we grew up, uh, you know, I guess remembering the uh, Italian football on Channel 4 and the show yeah. that RT used to have, but it like I did feel I've gone to a few games with you and a few mates who we used to have in Satanta now air, obviously, back over the years, and you could kind of almost sense that decline.
6: Yeah, very much so. It, it, there's no getting away from it when it's not at the same level. Um, that it was at years ago when, when yeah, in the uh, Jurnair misspent youths uh, when it was mm-hmm. the centre of the football the universe and and all the best players played here and, and all the money was here. It, it, you know, it's it's been usurped by La Liga and the Premier League in that sense. But there has been something of a resurgence led by Juventus, obviously, uh, who've kind of re-emerged as a major European force over the last few years through pretty sound management and they've kind of highlighted um, and given a pretty good example for the rest of Serie A to follow. And and we're starting to see that now. And obviously in the last couple of seasons, we've seen Atalanta come to the fore and become like a pretty... A pretty, pretty cool fairy tale to follow, and uh, I think what, the, what what we're seeing now, and we've also seen last season, is that Inter are very much back um, under Conte if he if he can yeah, <laughs> maintain stability there long enough, and uh, Milan now, since the turn of the year in particular, are starting to look something like something resembling a top four side again, which they haven't been for a long, long time.
0: Which isn't good news for Shamrock Rovers because it sounds like they might be getting them at they could have been getting them at a better
2: time over the last few years, I guess.
6: Very much so. Very much so. It's been a club in pretty much a constant state of crisis for the last two or three years. Um even last season, there was pretty much uh, there was a flat-out civil war essentially between on one side you had Paolo Maldini, that we, you know, whom we all pretty know, and and Zvonimir Boban, two you know two ex players, two legends of the club, against uh, even Gazidis, the CEO, that a lot of people will remember from his time at Arsenal. Uh, if you, I suppose if you speak to Arsenal fans, they won't have too many fond memories of him, and basically they were were resting for control of the club, and Gazidis went out and pretty much lined up uh, Ralph Ranić as the the, the brains behind Red Bull, he lined him up to take over not only as coach, but also as the sporting director he'd given him an unprecedented or promised him an uh, an unprecedented amount of power at, at San Siro to run the club as he saw fit and he backtracked on that plan because Stefano Pioli, who came in, the coach came in um, after a disastrous start to the season. Uh, they lost four of the first seven games. They, catched, they, they sacked their coach, um, Giampaolo. And at that stage, the the project, the Milan project, you know, with Maldini and, and Boban seemed to be wavering. And um, Gazzidis thought, okay, it's time for a radical, radical change, and he, he wanted to turn to Ranieri, who has obviously done these incredible things with uh, Red Bull. And as the season wore on. Uh the squad united, uh, Pioli started to, to get them playing uh, playing really, really well. Um, they made a couple of shrewd signings during the January transfer window, which was Ibrahimovic, but also Simon Kiara, who brought a lot of solidity to the defence. Ibrahimovic had an, an incredible effect. I think I, myself included, we were kind of thought, I kind of thought, okay, this is a sign of Milan's desperation that they're really trying to, you know, they're trying to roll back the years by signing a guy who's, who's, who's definitely... Uh, past it but he's actually not only did he do well in Serie A he got 10 goals and five assists he actually proved a really good a nice influence on the rest of the squad because it's a really young Milan team and that's one of the things I would like to yeah to stress is that it's the youngest side in Serie A in terms of um, in terms of the average age Uh, under Pioli they play a really intense High pressing game. Um, they're all over the, the the defenders or any side that tries to play the ball out from the back. Milan really go after them, and I think it's telling. One of the the most recent uh, Optus stats I saw about Milan was that they they had more shots in Syria um after turnovers than than any other side in the league last season. So they they really do attack you straight away, and they really do put of the pressure on. That's
2: and, interesting, Yeah.
6: Yeah, and that's possible because the side is so young. I mean, we people are going to look at Ibra, and he's by far the most famous name on the on the team. But it is a side that, you know, is high energy and it's been successful for them. Everybody talks about Atalanta. I would talk about Atalanta all day because it's just a, such a phenomenal story. But since the turn of the year, Milan have, have been pretty much playing at that, at that kind of level. They've Only Atalanta have, have racked up more points. Only Atalanta have scored more goals than Milan since in, in 2020. And post-lockdown, they were absolutely phenomenal. So uh, they only finished sixth in the end, but that's because, as I alluded to earlier, they had such a bad start. It's a side that... Um, it's definitely moving in the right direction. It's taking shape. They're making a lot of interesting signings in terms of young players as well, as we've seen recently with uh, Sandro Tonali, is the the, the, the new Pirlo uh, as, they, as they're calling him over here, even though he, he's a slightly different kind of player. But even the fact that Milan picked this guy up is is evident that it's a it's a club that people want to play for again, and and that's 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 happened. That's that we're seeing that for the first time in in at least five or six years.
0: Um, if you were Stephen Bradley, how do you approach this game with a view to somehow getting a result
6: well it's 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 tough because um Milan have have their belief back they have a system Pioli has them playing working ex- extremely hard Um I think you, you know the, the personification of that would be I, I know uh, you're a big fan of your kind of lazy laconic number 10s and since since the turn of the year, since Fioli moved Hakan uh, Chalalaglu into the into the into the role after originally using him on the left wing, he's been a revelation. He's, he was probably the best player in Syria post lockdown. He was in, he was constantly involved in goals, uh, either scoring them or, or creating them. And this is a guy that previously was very inconsistent, was very frustrating, I suppose, as as we always imagine number ten should be in the classic sense of the word. But he's he's been a more industrious. He's he's a key part of the key part of the uh, the first press, let's say. So um, it's it's a difficult site. I would I would definitely try and stick someone on him because everything goes through him uh, from an attacking perspective.
2: Over to but, you, Gary O'Neill. By the sounds of it. Yeah.
6: So they're going to they're, they're going to definitely play a four two three one. Um, Ibrahimovic, there's yeah, he's been struggling with a doubt of late. Um, he, has a, he took a knock to his right leg, I think, and, and he's missed the last couple of friendlies. So how sharp he is, I'm not sure. Milan are worried about their sharpness as well. So right. I suppose if Shamrock Rovers are, are, will obviously try and get about them themselves and try and pressurise them. I mean, Maldini even admitted this week that they're a little bit afraid of this game because they know that the, op- the opposition have played so many competitive fixtures. Milan haven't played any competitive fixtures. They've looked okay in friendlies, uh, but the opposition has, has has hardly been stellar, you know? Um so, I, yeah, I, if, if Rovers uh, can 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 put some pressure on them, can can get, get in amongst them, um, Milana, yeah, the fit, fitness will be an issue, particularly Ibrahimovic. And Ibrahimovic, as I was saying earlier on, is very much key in terms of holding the ball up, uh, bringing other people into play. He's very, very unselfish in that regard for a guy who's considered so arrogant. He actually is an excellent, excellent team player. And you got to uh, evolve as you get older as well. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... The other the the other problem for Shamrock Rovers as well is that okay there's been a break we're not quite sure physically where Milan are at they're insisting they're 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 not too bad they've had four friendlies at this stage they'll pretty much be at full strength and um, that's how seriously Rover, Milan are taking the game against Rovers um, Romagnoli won't play who's the captain and he's their, their, their best centre half definitely uh, and obviously there's a little bit of a doubt over Ibrahimovic over but I expect him to play because he trained yesterday. Uh, Rebic who had a great season last year after coming in on, on loan from Eintracht Frankfurt, he'll be missing. So he usually starts on the left wing, but they'll probably play Brahim Diaz, who's the Real Madrid E. So for more or less, this will be a full strength. So Tonali won't play, I don't think, because he only arrived last week and, and he isn't match fit yet. But it's a, it's it's going to be a very strong Milan side. So given the momentum, given the positivity around the club at the moment, it will be a really difficult. Yes, yeah, it's a big ask for Rovers, even though they have the home advantage and. It, the other thing I will say, it is a one-off game, and as we know, anything can happen, and that's another element that Milan are worried about. That not only is it away from home, not only have they not, you know, played any competitive games yet, they are worried about the one-off element of it. So maybe, if they, yeah, maybe Robus can hopefully play on that kind of fear, that nerve, that nervousness that Milan might have in the first game of the season.
0: I guess briefly as well, you know, we were we'd be accustomed to the sort of wavering indifference
6: of the British clubs to the Europa League, but this does matter to Milan. Very much so. Very much so because. I mean, there was a even in Gazzetta yesterday. There was a a, a column. To get that in. I, I wanted to see a <laughs> video call, so you'd be there, like James Richardson. I know. Head, I,
0: know.
6: I wish I had that. Yeah.
0: In the background,
6: a, a spritz and a and a gelato in front of me with the Gazzetta. I, uh, yeah. Um. They, yeah, but uh, it was a guy called Sebastiano Vernazza, and he was basically pointing out that Milan's history is 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 you know it's completely tied up in their European success and so the second most successful side in terms of European Cups in Europe and and they haven't been they haven't been involved in any in your Euro, any European competition for I think they even published the dates. They're c- literally counting down the days. Uh, Six hundred and forty four days they said. And they were saying, okay, this is not the most prestigious game we're ever going to have. It's not the biggest match in our history, but it's a really, really important one. Um, so you know we're talking about a team that hasn't been in the Champions League since 2013, 2014. Right. They were in the Europa League a couple of years ago. And they were knocked out in the group stage. Um, they're very much seeing the Europa League as a chance to, you know, it's important for their brand. It's important for their reputation. Uh, but it's also important financially for them because uh, coronavirus is, is hitting Italian clubs particularly hard um, because they can't obviously get any any people into the stadium, And that's a major problem in Italy because they don't have the, the same level of TV deals that, that that you do have in England or you do have in Spain as well. So they don't make as much money from TV rights and, and you know, international, um, international TV deals. So the Europa League has is, 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 is been taken very seriously in that they, they want to progress. They want to re-establish themselves. Like they've, they've seen what Inter did last season. You know, they dropped down into Europa League and went all the way to the final. That was a big deal for Inter. And uh, Milan would, would be very much, yeah, very keen to follow suit. And that's why you're going to see a full strength side. That's why you're, you're going to see, I, I imagine, a pretty motivated side as well. And that's why I think it's going to be very tough for, for Rovers.
0: You've um, you fallen in love with an Italian uh, woman over there, but will 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 the Italians watching this game fall in love with Shamrock Rovers on Thursday night?
6: <laughs> I very much. I, you definitely didn't clear that question with me, but um, yeah, no, I, I uh, will you be able to watch it actually. I will. What do you think? We, uh, in that you won't allow me to watch it? No <laughs> game on TV. Jesus. What what are you what are you inferring, Johnny? Um, <laughs> she let you watch it actually. <laughs> she will. She will. Um, of course, her,
0: her mother. And, her mother is a big Juve fan.
6: Well, she, she's she's very anti Juve. Actually, she's yeah. she's a, she's an Inter fan. She absolutely despises Inter. Um, she despises Milan and she despises Juve. Yeah. So I have to hear about that all the time. But uh, no, they're they're aware. I kind of have uh, close ties with a lot of a lot of affection for Rovers. Let's say, given I uh, actually managed to pull on the jersey when I was about 17 years of age as well. I uh, got played a few games during the summer for them and. Uh, and then, yeah, God, my, my uncle used to bring me to when Rovers were playing in, in Daily Mount all the way back in the day. They used to be, yeah, sponsored by Premier Dairies and the like. I used to get uh, brought along to see the matches. So, um, yeah, no, i will definitely be watching. And I really do I really do hope, actually, they make um, a positive impression on, um, on the Italian audience. People are definitely interested because people are interested in Milan and the whole project and everybody in Serie A. And I think everybody in Italy wants to see a strong Milan, so they'll be drawn to the game for that reason. So I think it's an excellent chance for Rovers to to make a, a positive impression. Or Lo, Lo Shamrock, as they call them over here, which just makes me think of Le Big Mac from Pulp Fiction. But yeah, they're, they're known as Los Shamrock. So uh, I'm hoping they, they, uh, yeah people really do actually fall in love with them and uh, get a lot of respect for them.
0: Thanks a million for your time and hopefully see you next month.
6: No worries. Cheers. I look forward
0: to it. Don't forget to visit lotoland.ie forward slash sportsbook where you'll find all the odds and weekly special bets for the SSC Electricity Premier Division. This week, Shamrock Rovers has been boosted from 20 to 25 to 1. beat AC Milan in 90 minutes. I have to say, I hadn't actually looked at the odds for that game. I'm a little bit disappointed that the Rovers are that big, but maybe that is the task. Based on 25 to 1, you can get, and that is a bet that will appeal to very, very optimistic people out there, or maybe people who are Shamrock Rovers fans. They've also boosted a double and treble of Pat's bows and shells from 10s to 12s
1: this weekend's LOI action. Visit LavaLand.ie forward slash sportsbook. So I have to say, Johnny, after listening to to, to Mark there, um, possibly some of my optimism about Rovers' chances, like, possibly faded a small bit I guess in the sense that I think a lot of people you know they look at the final score of the league table and they go well where did Milan finish last year well they finished here you know they didn't have a great season uh you know they're they're at the start of the pre-season they might be vulnerable but just listening to heavy you know heavy described that the, the maybe there's a bit of good vibes around them that they fit they were good post lockdown that they have a very young side um so and they will be motivated for Europe because of they're not going to have the sort of the English view of the Europa League. It sort of makes you think that really um, one of the big things you're hoping is that there is that sort of bit of pre-season lethargic nature complacency. Um, but I'm not so sure if we can 100% expect that. Yeah, I, I mean, you, think.
0: you see clubs kind of being caught on the hop and all that. But um, for a start. I think Rovers probably, they're a bit of a name even in some respects and they're not going to, you know, they've they've not done badly in Europe. They don't have to watch many videos to find that. What Rovers did against the Cypriot team last year of that quality Limassol obviously was was pretty damn decent and they know that... uh, you know they, they can't take it lightly, but yeah, as you say, I I, I haven't been following Italian football as deeply in recent years, and like you, I don't I don't think there's going to be much complacency. I think Rovers are going to they're going to rely on their luck. It's funny watching back the RT clip of Juve and uh, Rovers there in the news, and they showed a great chance of Rovers. Like I don't know if it was it Dan Murray? I think it was he flashed the header wide. Of the post, and I completely forgotten that they were one nil down at the time that game against Juve, and they'd have to take their chances, I guess. But you know, as you were saying as well, I I think they, they, they've they a technical quality that's way above average for this league. Uh, they've got they've forgotten how to lose games, they've come out of a lot of narrow kind of skirmishes on the right side, um, and I just think they've, they've they have the players to absolutely revel in this. And um, everyone from Ronan Finn, who we spoke to last week, was going to have a hell of a job on the right hand side if he's playing. To green up front, to Manis in goal was a lot of European experience, and um, I think they'll relish it. They will know it's a bit of a free shot; they're not going to be expected to do anything. And I would, I would reiterate: as much as there isn't going to be a crowd there, there's going to be a massive audience, and they will know that this is a big game. And even in Italy, I'd imagine they've been starved of football; yeah, they'll, they'll be happy yeah. to watch it as well.
1: Yeah, I know there will be a massive audience, but there's no doubt that these games are still strange. Yeah, and you're getting more, you're getting more used to it. Like you will, you know, we'll see. Like I suppose the one thing is, you saw even like some of, some of the Irish players that were in pre-season like Matt Doherty and Shane Duffy and that like really struggled but Milan have still had a couple of pre-season games mm. you know Um so we'll see like I mean Bradley spoke about the high press or sorry he spoke about playing through the press which is obviously one of the big things if you're playing against the side that you know press is really high which but it sounds what that Milan team like to do that you know Roberts do have the players like Lee Grace and 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 Joey O'Brien presumably you know who are you know, competent on the ball, and they can play through it, and then chances might open up. Um, and actually, it is funny, like it mean Jack sort of joke about it. But it, it probably will be someone like Aaron Green who's gonna. They're gonna ask a lot of them, and um, to when they want to mix things up a small bit, uh, and and give them something to something to breathe. But um, yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. It, it's still going to be a. It's still going to be good fun either way. I just hope that I hope they start well. Like with all these games, even like you know, even Rovers against. Ilva's like you know they conceded a daft goal, which was actually a penalty that shouldn't have been. But even I'm just saying that that, that there's a happen. bad a bad history of like conceding early goals. Even even that Rovers team ten years ago uh, was a great like a great game plan team. Give that away bad goals, team. but but they they would give away early goals in some of these European games. The life like just it, it the whole game plan flips, you know. And these ninety minute games, it's about staying in it to some degree as well. Because uh, if you get to sixty. Like but like Bows and Hungary, you know, if you get to sixty, all bets are off to some degree. But it's not the only game this week. We should stress. Um, you know, hopefully, we're talking about Rovers in the next round next week. But I guess that's probably a long shot. Whereas the flip side of that is, we're probably expecting. Um, that Dundalk will still be in Europe next week, so they're they're in D- Andorra on Thursday. Well, it's, it's interesting then.
0: I know. Sorry, Daniel, yeah, you mentioned they're playing inter inter club the days, but the the uh, Dundalk are still going into this game um, with so many questions hanging over them. The way they defended against Shells you were at that game. What'd you make of it?
1: Yeah, well, we'll hear briefly from from Filippo Giovagnoli This is a group interview afterwards where you, you spoke about a couple of things, but um. You know, the, the, it was it was strange because I think the first 15-20, uh, they played with a real sort of intensity. And you're thinking, God, you know, like, not that they're back, but that there was definitely a bit more life there than you'd seen in maybe some of the early games post-lockdown where obviously a lot of stuff going on. But even mm. just, they were a bit predictable. Um, whereas you definitely see that he's trying to do some different things, you know, that the, the wing, so the fullbacks, um, it was actually Sean Hoare who was picked, and uh, and Daryl Lee, he Massey injured. They were pressed really on. Shields was dropping back between the centre halves, but they were really like, they had a real sort of open. Let's play it out. Let's try and do things a particular way. And when it worked, like it looked really good. And even the positions, then the Kolovich and Duffy, like were both able to cut inside and, and link play a bit better. And there was there was there was really good passages, I have to say. And then the flip side is. That defensively, you know, from set pieces, they, they almost look like conceding from every set piece. I know Shells are strong on them, but every time Shells got an opportunity, you're thinking something's going to happen here. Um, and there was a few hairy moments late on. But actually, as a starting point for like a second game or a first proper game, really, in terms of having had time to work with them for a new manager, I was surprised that you saw more of an imprint, uh, you know, that you could see that this manager has had a has has had an impact that he's doing things his way. Now I think, you know, better teams will find out how his way works, but um after the game, uh, there's a bit of a group interview and here's just a section of it which touched on the contractual situation of a couple of his players and also um, a bit about the game uh, against what is a very experienced interclub and/or a team I think you said during the week in another interview that maybe you wouldn't be offering input on contracts for for players, that it, the players that are out of contract. Like someone like Michael Duffy is exceptional tonight, man of the match, but his contract is up at the end of the season. Is this something that you can look to address in any way in the short term? I
7: I think that the the club is going to make sure that uh, the best players they stay, but it's something that I I, I didn't. I didn't talk about it with the club yet. I came in, I don't know what is the situation with the contract, I have just to check what the players they do in the field and this is what the club asked me. Mm. Then we're gonna discuss about that later. But now the the important objective are so close so so I can't think much on what is gonna be in the future.
1: Mm, but I agree that those players will have other clubs onto them though. Oh no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I think that the club uh,
7: they are not stupid they know who are the the, the the players important and I think they're gonna make sure that they're gonna stay
1: have you got a chance to chat to the chairman since the game was over tonight
7: I didn't talk with the chairman no no I didn't talk with him yet I don't know maybe he's gonna call me late I, I hope they are happy What's up?
2: how happy are you in?
6: Town? Um, obviously you've had two can games, you've also, also had the two week period off
5: now with the international break last week. How close are you to where you feel you need to be, especially looking ahead to Thursday? In Europe, in recent years, the performances and the results have tailed off a little
7: bit. How close I am? Uh, you, you are uh, asking? To where the team needs to be. Oh. Well, uh, I think that they progress really f- I didn't expect this kind of progression, this kind of understanding of the style well, that we want to play. Yeah. They are really fast, they are professional players and, and they pick thing, things really fast and uh, even tonight we, we, I saw many good things and, and I saw also things that they are not working yet, but we're going to keep going, we're not going to give up in what we, are, we believe.
1: Just on tours'
6: game in Europe, and he's going to that game as a heavy favourite. Is the spoiler yourself feeling any sort of pressure coming into that game? On
7: no. Well, this is what uh, maybe the media think. This is what maybe people think. I, I mean, I know, I know who we are now, uh, but I think that I don't know if you know that their team well, but it's a team that is really expert. If you don't play. An intense game if you don't play at the level that we can play it's going to be complicated if you play like they do because they are really experts they are players that they play they're 36 35 38 you know and they are experts so we have to we have to have a really good performance
1: you, you clearly your, your full backs were pushed up quite high tonight. Was that something you had worked on with Darren and Sean just yeah, to take those some, positions? It's
7: something that we are trying to implement. You know, to but this is to create space. It's something that we do to create space, um, and we are working on. It's not, of course, perfect yet, but we start to do some rotations, some some movement, create space to have uh, the ball in behind to the pressure. Uh, but it was no easy because Shelburne
0: performed; they were covering the film really well, so it, it, it's, it's really complicated. Yes. Spot the journalist there, Dan. You're you're asking the hard questions of Giovanni. Has he been on to the chairman? You know all all the all the tough questions where my, my scumbag, kind of, hacks. Yeah. scumbag
1: hacks, scumbag hacks. Like, a secret interview on, with the Rovers lads. Do you, do, you ever, do you ever notice on all these like his dream team and all these show, or actually with any TV show? like the, the journalist character is always portrayed as some kind of low-life, yeah, like driving around, dri- driving around with a camera in his boot, mm. you know, waiting wait, wait to like suffer some, or some misfortune or, or shouting a name comments with a notepad <laughs> like or something, you know, tell me something, you know, or even any political dramas, we all look terrible. You know, Welcome terrible, to LOI but, Weekly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as opposed to you who comes into it a bit more like well he's just come off a bike ride and he's lying on the grass that's, that's, that's quite a, some aspects of the game aren't for you son this, you know this, you, need, you, need, you, need, you need to be there with your notepad you know, finding out where Bradley goes in these bike rides and following them you know just but, briefly um, though is, is
0: it, this is a potential banana skin it's, it's a point that I would make many times no Irish club has earned any right to take a club for adva- uh, to take them for advantage in Europe because uh, just, it just doesn't happen that way yet. And this is a potential banana skin.
1: Well, the average age of... Uh, so I spoke to Shane Keegan after as well. He said the average age of the Andorra side is uh, 33. Wow. Like average age. I mean, we might even fit in to that group, wow. you know, and not be not be too old. So the centre half, um, Ildefons Lima, is I think 40 or 41. He was the player... I don't know if you remember. It was you were in your early days in DCU. So you were probably in, like, the bookies at a pub. But he, um, he, he was the guy, who, when Andorra took the lead at Lansdowne Road in 2001, he was the guy who scored. So Andorra led for around That's 10 nice. minutes. And, and so I looked at the entire Irish team that played that day of, like, retired from football, like, completely, you know. It's all, it's all the, the pundits that, you know, the Gary Breens and Kenny Cunningham, Roy Keane didn't play in that game. But, like, Ildefon played in that game. And, in fact, I think he's been bantering with some of the dog fans on Twitter about this. And then 10 years later, or sorry, nine years later, the first ever game um, in the Aviva Stadium, uh, Andorra also scored and the winger Martinez played in that game. That was a game where I think Kevin Doyle scored a cracker. Our, our, our good mate, uh, the, the recently married Kevin Coban scored in that game too. But again, a lot of that Irish team have, have drifted out of the game. You know, they're retired now. But these Andorans, they're obviously a very small population. And they're all still going. They're like these lads who rock up to Astro that still have they have definitely one know, of the late, highest. Late um,
0: yeah, they've one of the highest, if not the highest, age expectancy in the world because of the clean air and I guess the relative wealth. They also have an unbelievably good national anthem. But I guess that's for another day. I won't be whistling it to some drunken Andorran like I was in Azerbaijan <laughs> last year. That, Let's uh, hope not.
1: But they, they they have a couple of. He uh, two
0: kebabs, uh, two kebabs, and we won't mention what the other journalists did we, as well. We
1: we we won't mention. Well, that you know, not nothing bad, Johnny. You've left that like a bit vague. You know,
0: and you bought two kebabs, kebabs one after the two other.
1: Kebabs. Yeah. Anyway, listen. That, what season, backy or something? whatever that expression yeah. is. Yeah. But um, the, the 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 point is that no, like these are again. I mentioned Streetwise earlier in the context of the rovers, but these guys but there's quite a few of them still involved with the Andorra national team. They lose a lot of games, but they don't get hammered in a lot of games either. So I suspect that this will be pretty tight. Now, I think if the dog you mentioned their average age, like if the dog play at a tempo with real energy, like you'd think, you know, they should they should be good enough, but it's by no means a gimme at all. Definitely. I sort of They're streaming it live, um like for free, sorry, the dog, so no. it will be available. For everyone to watch but it's you know I think it's I've been in that stadium before it's like a tight venue um you know the 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 playing surface um although I suppose the dog could be used to sort of quirky playing surfaces but it's just I fancy them to do it I fancy them haven't seen them actually on Friday I think it looks like they're going to create chances which is what they possibly had not been doing in European games to like it you know with great regularity I know they had chances against Salyut to be fair but again I think they'll create more in this um but it'll be a tight one um but hopefully we'll come we'll be coming back to it next week yeah. again at least they're, they're winning the league we should mention as well i mean that they are in a battle in theory for third in the league. There's no so theory it about it.
0: Absolutely. Well, uh,
1: well, it could be. Is it a battle? I will say I haven't seen them last week. Um, you know, like, I mean, Bowes lost to Waterford. Like, I mean, if the Dock actually click and perform, there's every chance they could, they could still finish second he, either. He, he,
0: you know, yeah, There is. Oh, absolutely. Like, they're the most talented team of the remainder and they really should finish second. But they, they're made, they're, there are so many personnel changes at the moment and players who are probably kind of. Who are out of favour now in favour, and you know, I just, as I was saying, as you were saying, just feel really alarmed that some of their defending it could still all unravel. Um, I'll just mention the scores before we get to it. The Dock were actually the only team of the five home teams to score uh, in in the Premier Division last weekend. Shock result there, although I know Watford have been doing well. We talked about John Sheridan's departure, but they to win two 0 and Bowes and kind of wrap it up at half time was quite notable. Cork 0 Rovers three. I don't know if you've watched that, any of you watched that game, but I mean, these sort of mismatches are, are actually no good for anyone, really. And, and it's, thankfully, there hasn't been that many of them in the league this season. Pat's nil, Slioghan nil. Much better from Pat's; just couldn't score. I think that's six in a row they haven't scored in. Harps nil all uh, with Derry. Mixed kind of reviews of that game didn't sound great, to be fair. In the first division, lots of goals. Kevin Teeley won at Lone One. Teeley's season derailing a little at the moment. Galway United, last minute Kevin Faragher winner against Shamrock Rovers. Uh, the main Kevin in that game was Kevin Zeffie, who was. Please after-
1: contain, c- contain your excitement on both those counts. Oh. You know, we can, we can, we, can, we can. I know how you feel. But I mean, Colby we, we, United player to said to
0: me after the game, he was unplayable, which is great because he was fifteen. Imagine being thirteen, playing against that like, half your age, you couldn't get the ball off. Wexford won. Bray Wanderers two, uh, Covaumbra was nil. UCD six, Longford one, Tralee one. Dan John and he's there and now he's gone.
1: Yeah, I suppose he uh, a brief, and he did uh, not you know, call it publicly. Short-lived, no, he says he did not. Um, and he, he says, you know, I mean, people might have heard his explanation, but he, he said he was speaking to one of the players. I think it was Ali Coote suggesting he was playing like a public player. Um, and, he, you know, John Sheridan is pretty sarcastic and harsh on his players on the sideline. And, I mean, that version of events is is pretty plausible as well. I don't know what, we don't know what happened, but it's um, he certainly with pains to stress that he he meant no disrespect um, he obviously meant disrespect in other ways that night when he couldn't remember of any parts or didn't remember who he was but um, there's no doubt he, he made his mark here and to be honest I loved him in the s- league I thought it was s- great strip, strip away all the stuff he did a great job you know they, they, they beat Bows well last week and they probably are very nearly like European, beat Dundalk away
0: in,
1: European contenders they should have really if they mm-hmm. hadn't been then reduced to 10 they might have and that was without Brian Murphy and they've still got Daryl Murphy to come in so um now I know like this and the club itself is um probably still has dysfunctional aspects to it and you know there's stuff around, around you know the doctor leaving and all that stuff. Like it's been a weird old time there and you still don't know where Waterford are going long term, but they definitely have a good bunch of players. Um and we will revisit it. The one thing I should actually mention before we finish as well, this bizarre scenario, I really feel for Cork this week that this whether this Cork than Doc game takes place on Sunday is dependent on whether the dock win and Andorra. Like I, I know where it's coming from. I, I know where it's coming from, but like and, and it's to do with I think the doctor's travel time going to Moldova if they get through. Andorra, yeah. Um but but I just I, I don't know. I'm not so sure about this. Like I think um I I, I know the robbers game at Waterford has been moved to Monday and certainly, you know. I I I presume the dog feed Rovers next week will have to be called off as well if the dog win and get through and they're probably going to face some kind of logjam with fixtures but I think for Cork who are battling for their lives I'm not sure if they should be finding out that late in the day you know if 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 their game goes ahead or not it just doesn't seem right to me really like in the Absolutely in the pandemic not. in the pandemic time we're all uh, fixture congestion is a bit more of a concern than it normally would be and I think um, yeah, just I don't think that's right but I think well, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully hopefully, we have that to discuss next week because that means that you know that, that there's a team still in Europe Cork, um, but Cork, it's, it's, Cork it's going have, to be a controversy.
0: Yeah. Cork have a yeah. serious battle on their hands and you'd have to respect Neil Fane has a very difficult job. His managerial reputation if not hinging on this is, is it's definitely going to have a role to play his first big job so you'd have sympathy for them there. Uh, before we go, I'd just like to thank Sean McRover today for um accommodating LOI weekly it was a little bit of a mad press conference with um obviously COVID regulations and all that so it was, it was certainly a bit unusual but um you know uh, thanks for for to Mark Lynch for helping us with with those interviews and thanks to the lads for being free with their time uh our thanks also to sponsors Lotto Land you can dream big for your Euro millions and Irish Lotto betting check out the top SEC or Tristy League and European Qualifier game markets lottoland.e forward slash sports four. We wrap up, Dan. Uh, when are you back, and what what are you going to take in in the kingdom before it's all over?
1: Oh no, I'm 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 coming back up the road tomorrow, Johnny. Wednesday, I have to be back for town on Thursday. So uh, I don't know. Might take in some sights on the way home, but uh, no, it's a great part of the world. But um, yeah, you got to get back to work i will go back to work yeah, so,
0: I'd happily welcome will, uh, We'll see you Thursday Happily welcome League of Ireland team uh, Moving to Kerry at some stage Or one taking over there Thanks very much for listening And uh, we'll see you Thursday Dan And we'll talk the rest of the week
3: But there are limits to your
7: life